Good morning, everybody. How you doing? It's good to see you. It's good to see y'all. Truly, those of you that I can see, it is good to see you. Uh, those of you that I can't see, I'm just going to believe that it's good to see you. So God bless you. Uh, hey, guys, everybody who's joining us over at the Franklin County Correctional Facility, just want to say uh, hello to you, give you a big shout out. Uh, I want you guys to know that we love you and we're so glad that you choose to join us for service each Sunday. I want you to know that you are part of our family. You're part of our family. Um, just like everybody else who's online who joins us, they are part of our church family. So you're wel welcome here. We love you. We think you're amazing. If you're a first-time guest in the house, why did you come to the 8 o'clock? Uh, but hey, I mean, if that's you, then that's you. Come on, everybody. Can we welcome everybody joining us at the prison, or at the jail here? And thanks, guys. It's good to be together. It's good to be together. A couple of things. Uh, that I want to mention to you today. So I have these in a little uh, like file folder on the back of my TV, and every once in a while I, I need to mention this because uh, I think that it's helpful. First of all, these are connection cards. When you come in every day or you receive them over at the jail, we would love it if you would just connect with us. You're going to have a great experience every single Sunday in taking a next step if you'll choose to take a next step. Uh, a, a walk with Jesus is actually a walk with Jesus. It's not a standstill, everybody. There's actually movement involved in following Jesus, and that takes a next step. So whatever it might be, whenever our MC, who is Madeline today, comes up to close out the service, she's going to talk to you about the things that touched her heart and how she was moved, and she's going to encourage you to take a next step too. If you've been following Jesus for a hundred years or for a hundred minutes, or maybe this is the day that you start following Jesus, the connection card is for you. We want to help you draw closer. We also offer these notes almost every single Sunday, almost, probably 42 to 44 Sundays a year we offer this. I promise you, if you'll take notes, it will help you draw closer to Jesus. I, I know, you're like, what? That's not in the Bible anyway. Let me, let me see where that's in the Bible. Hey, God himself took notes. It's called the Ten Commandments. Anyway, uh, so take notes. Take notes. I promise you it will be helpful to you. In your seat back pocket, there are these things that match the back of your connection cards. We're trying to make it really easy around here for you and I to take very important next steps. Finally, the last thing before I jump into this message. On the back wall, we have these little cards right here, the back wall. It says, God loves you and so do we. I carry a handful of these in my pocket or in my, my wallet wherever I go. And what I use this for is if there's an act of service that I do for somebody, in anything, it could be anything, just something to serve somebody else, I'll pull this little dude out of my pocket and I'll hand this to somebody as an encouragement to lean towards Jesus, to take a next step towards our God. On the back is service information and all kinds of stuff, but the, the bottom line is God loves you and so do we. Oftentimes, if I go out to eat, I'll leave one of these on the table, and I make sure to leave a good tip. 
if you're one of those jerks in this world that wants to leave a fake $100 bill, but it's a track for Jesus, I want you to know that's not saving anybody. That's leading people away from our God. You need to know that. Don't leave no fake $100 bill, everybody. Like if you're going to leave a tip and it, and it says 100 let it actually be a $100 bill. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go off script for a moment. Listen to me. So, so if, you, if you drop one of these while you're about to go eat, you drop one of these down, leave a good tip. Le, le, make a difference. That's what this is all about, is making a difference. We on the same page? We all right? We love each other? Eh. Okay. <laughs> Man, we're in part three. We got one more part to this series called Detox. We're in part three, and uh, it's been challenging for me as I've studied this, and I, I hope that it's uh, been as encouraging to you as it has been challenging and encouraging to me. Um, uh, when, our, when we've been talking about spirit, soul, and body detox over the last, today is body detox, by the way, Lord Jesus, help all of us, uh, but, but we're talking about detoxing our lives, Th this should be lifting us up, understanding that God has given us steps that we can take to move towards a direction of detox. That he's inviting us into a life that is free of the junk that holds us back. I, I don't know about you, but I know for myself, I need freedom from the things that hold me back. The things that, that in the middle of the night reach up and grip my heart. The things in the middle of the day that reach up and grip my heart, I need freedom from those things. And Jesus says that we can find that freedom. I'm going to show you again today just another level. Just another level. So what's detox? It's a process or period of time in which you and I abstain from or rid ourselves of toxic or unhealthy substances. You know, uh, purposefully, we started this series at the beginning of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. I would encourage you, every year, January and August, we move into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, August is typically prayer and feasting, so go for it, you know, feast away, just don't be a glutton, you know what I'm saying? That's not good for you. It's hard, it's hard to go to sleep at night uh, when, 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 anyway, just for me. Because <laughs> that's what, when I'm, when I'm practicing gluttony, it's late at night. Anybody else, you know, nobody's around. I'm like, you know, it kind of sounds good right now <laughs> is seventh meal. Praise the Lord. Anyway, <laughs> so, so uh, we got to detox from the stuff that's unhealthy. From, uh, from all kinds of stuff, there's all kinds of stuff. I'm going to remind you of what those things are. We're a three-part being. The first part, part one, we talked about our spirit. When my spirit has been detoxed of the junk that's contaminating it, I find true meaning, true purpose, and the real definition of love. When my spirit is toxic, when it's contaminated, what contaminates our spirit, doubt, negativity, the way that we talk, and sin in general. We talked about in part one. We talked about that in part one. And I gave you three things that will detox all four of them if you just do one of them. But if you'll do all three, it'll for sure detox all four out of your life. And that's getting in God's word every day, worshiping God every day, and praying every day. It will detox your life. 
if you'll lean in, it'll detox your spirit. The next one we talked about, our soul. And I refer to this as a race. A race. The reason I say that, of course, is because of reason, attitudes, choices, and emotions. That we have these sometimes out-of-control reasoning thoughts, like just the way I'm reasoning, out-of-control attitude, out-of-control choices, out-of-control emotions. Like this can easily happen, can't it? It can easily happen, okay? And so I, I invited you last week to detox from unforgiveness, comparison, anger, and worry. Those things will destroy your life. They'll destroy your life. And, and I gave you some ways to get out of those four toxins. Those four toxins. Uh, we talked about having an eternal perspective. That destroys all four. We, we talked about having a crucified life. That destroys all four. We, we talked about having a God-defined identity. That detoxes you from all four. And the first one was having right relationships. If you surround yourself with the wrong relationships, toxic sludge has an open door into your mind and your heart. Wrong, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Okay? So number three is our body. We're going to talk about our body today and and how temptation attacks us typically through our five senses. Through our five senses. All right, listen to me. Listen, I love you. I think you love me. This, this is a challenging message, but it's going to be helpful if you choose to lean in. Okay? I, I'm telling you. Let's look at our banner verse. Don't be yoked or harnessed together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common nothing what fellowship can light have with darkness none what harmony is there between jesus christ and belial or uh, this is the old hebrew name of satan zero there's no harmony period so what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever everybody too much too much you know, the beauty is a, a lot of people have had this misunderstanding of, of uh, the Word of God's call to us on how we should live. Too many people think that, man, there's no way I could ever, ever commit my life to Jesus because then I'll be expected to be perfect. No, God knew you couldn't be perfect, therefore God had to die for you. He knew you couldn't be perfect. You're just being called to take another step. Just take another step. Just another step. And what you'll find is when you connect the dots and have just one more step, uh, one day at a time, all of a sudden you and I will become more and more like Jesus. I mean, it's incredible. It, it's truly amazing. It's truly amazing. Let, let's continue. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? Zero. But look, we're the temple of the living God. And too often we have idols in our lives. I know, you know, you don't have little uh, things. I'm guessing you don't have a little like tree set up in your, in, you know, you're not worshiping the house plants, I know. At least I'm guessing. <laughs> you're not worshiping your dogs, your cats. 
a little bit. You are. I'm telling you. I mean, you can't even tell that cat what to do. You know what I mean? That cat does whatever he or she wants. Doesn't even matter. Now, get down from the... Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, uh, that's why I don't have cats. <clears throat> we, have, we do have idols in our lives. I'm going to show you three today. And these are the things, our toxins, okay? God said, I live with them and walk among them and I'll be their God and they'll be my people. Come out from them and be separate. Come away from those idols and be separate. Be separated from those idols. The things that are holding you back, the things that are contaminating your spirit, soul, and body, be separate from those things. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. I was just visiting with somebody today who was telling me for the first time in over a year, I had the best seven days of, of my entire year because I chose to detox from what we talked about last week. Isn't that cool? The best seven days of, of, for a year. Well, that's not Jared, everybody. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's inviting that to be everybody's story. All of our story. God said, I'll live with them. Come out, be separate. Touch no unclean thing, and I'll rescue you, or I'll receive you. And I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, let us purify ourselves. Let us detox ourselves from everything that contaminates body, soul, and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So uh, there's a, a, an old nursery rhyme, and you can see it on the screen here. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack, go ahead and jump on over that candlestick. All right. This, uh, this has some very interesting history. In the 16th century, there's a pirate named Blackjack. Some of y'all do that in private. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Blackjack. And, and uh, Blackjack... This nursery rhyme started from him being so nimble and quick to escape authorities on the open sea. He was so nimble and quick, he got away with so much until he didn't. And that's when the candlestick caught him and killed him. Now, now, why do I, I give you this little nursery rhyme? Well, you get into the 18th and 19th century, you'll find that in England, at festivals and parades, people would put candlesticks lit, like fire, uh, uh, down in the middle of the street, and they would jump over the candlestick back and forth as many times as they could until finally they got wore out and they stomped out the candle or it lit them on fire. Is that wild? You know why they did it? Because they believed that it was proving their luck. I'm a lucky person. Look at me. No, you're not, dummy. You're just a nimble and quick person. That has nothing to do with luck. It has nothing to do with luck. It has everything to do with you had the ability to not get burned or crush that candle until you get burned or crush the candle. 
And so here's my question. Here, here's, here's how this connects to this whole body detox. Here's the question. How many times must we play with fire before we get burned? Your, your body needs a detox. I'm going to show you the three things. Your body needs a detox, big time. Big time. I'm not just talking about a detox from McDonald's. There, there are things that we need to detox in a big way. In a big way. We've got to detox. But the idea here is the way that we treat our bodies is we continuously play with the fire of temptation and we jump back and forth. I won't get caught. I won't get burned. I'll be okay until we get caught, we're burned, or we're not okay. Is this clear, everybody? I want to help you. So I find this law at work. Here is Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Here it is. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. <laughs> me too. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. Me too. But I see another law at work in me. Oh no. Another law at work in me waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. There's these two forces that are battling. There's the, there's the force that says, come on, it's going to be fun. Jump over the candlestick. There's the, the one law. And then the other law that says, you are an idiot. You're going to get burned. Run away. Are you hearing me, everybody? Those are the two laws. <laughs> you don't got to be like Blackjack. Or Jack Black, for that matter. But anyway, okay. Look at this. This is one of the most, this is one of the most transparent verses in all the Bible. The, the writer of the book of Romans, his name is Paul the Apostle. We talk about him often. And he's saying, oh, man, this, this thing that is battling within me, what a wretched man I am. What a challenge this is. How, how, how difficult it is to live a life where my body is detoxed. What a challenge. What a wretched man. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? I know somebody. Look at this. This scripture says, watch and pray so that you'll not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing when you detox the spirit and you got your purpose and your meaning and the true definition of love. Your spirit is willing, but your body is weak. You long for that stuff. Mm. You don't know, but that's how your heart sounds. Mm. I got to have some more. Because your heart cannot be satisfied unless your spirit's been detoxed. <laughs> Look at this one. The body desires what's contrary to the spirit and the spirit what's contrary to the body. They're in conflict with each other so that you're not able to do what you want to do. And that's the crux of the message today. We go right back to our banner scripture. What is there in common between a believer and an unbeliever? Well, believers, listen to me. Your body is trying to act contrary to your relationship and belief in Jesus. It wants to act contrary. Okay? Well, it, it, it is battling you, even right now. It's talking to you right now. It's whispering. 
Did you know that there's not really a good angel and a bad angel that sit on your shoulders? Did you know that, everybody? No, no, no. No, there are two bad angels that sit on your shoulders. And they are constantly saying, oh, we got a good idea. Just like that. And their, their wings are flapping. They're like, you know. I mean, they're excited about this. They cannot wait to lead you down a road that is just terrible. They can't wait. They're thrilled. So Dallas Willard says, when we come to new life in Christ, our body and its deformed desire system do not automatically shift to the side of Christ, but continue to, to oppose him. Okay, this is talking about Romans 7, 21 through 24, like I just showed you. But occasionally a remarkable change may occur, but it's very infrequent and never true that our old habits and dysfunctional personality are displaced by new life in Christ. Come on, somebody. Maybe in the last couple of years or the last few weeks or whatever, maybe, maybe the last 35 years you've been following Jesus and you still realize, man, sometimes I am just mean. Sometimes I, I just refuse to choose joy. Man, sometimes my, my head and heart is just full of unforgiveness. Sometimes I'm worried like you couldn't believe. Anybody getting this today? Okay. And what's taking place is there is a battle that's waging war in our hearts. Detox the spirit, detox the soul, and then we'll detox the body. James says, each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Their own evil desire. What does that mean? That in your body itself, you and I have desires that aren't good. They're not good. That's why you can come to a great service and leave and get in the parking lot in your car and have a blowout fight. That, that's why. Because there is this thing inside of you that's like... Just like that. The Hebrew language shows that in Scripture. Anyway. Entice. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin... Sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. Physically, yes, but for sure spiritually, for sure eternally, for sure, for sure emotionally, for, I mean, physically, I already said that, I think, financially, relationally, I mean, just think of the things that hold you back, all the junk that you and I wrestle with, and how does that affect our lives? So there are three common toxins in my body. There are three common toxins that you and I, in our body form, fight probably every day. All right? Now, here's the first one. You're going to want to write this down on your notes. The first one is addiction. Addiction. This is the first toxin. This is the first toxin. Addiction, addiction destroys everything. Um, it starts as it's just me, nobody knows, no one's ever going to know, whatever, it's no big deal. But then the further into addiction that you go, everybody knows. And it injures everybody, not just 
your body. It hurts everybody, not just your body. Addiction. Uh, check this out. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God. For sin shall no longer be your master. Here's the issue with addiction, everybody. Whatever you are addicted to, you are worshiping. It has become your God. It controls your thoughts. It controls your actions. It controls where you drive. It controls how you can have a good time. Addiction does this. It controls your worth. Now look, look at all of that. All of that is connected to addiction. When you break your addiction and you connect yourself in spirit, soul, and body to God, then you get all those things in a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> but the challenge is breaking these addictions. Here's a couple of things that I never hear in counseling, in marriage counseling. I never hear this. You know, Pastor, everything was falling apart, but then I became an alcoholic and it got better. Pastor, everything in my life was awful, and then I became a glutton. Pastor, everything in my life was falling apart, and then just fill in the blank. <laughs> What's that thing that's controlling you? What is it? And you know it may have brought a counterfeit gain for, for moments, but the long haul is it's destroying your life. It's destroying you. Check this out. No one can go back and make a new start, but everyone can start from now and make a new ending. Every single one of us. You ruined your relationship with your kids. Start today and make a new ending. Start today. Start today and make a new ending, everybody. Uh, the second toxin is debauchery. Debauchery. Now, this is an interesting word. and It's actually pretty difficult to nail down what all is included in debauchery. So I'm, I'm, I want to show you, not by showing you a verse about debauchery, even though it is. I'll explain. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way that that's actually debauchery that's debauchery offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting lead me to everlasting life look, look at what debauchery means it's the immoral conduct or practice of doing offensive or sinful things to god myself or others how quickly do each of us fall into the temptation of debauchery i don't care what they think i'm gonna i'm gonna put them on blast I'm going to show them. I'm going to say what I want and do what I want. Oh, yeah? De okay, debauchery. Okay. That's what you're practicing. When you have that attitude towards others, that's what we're practicing. Does this make sense? I, I, listen, I love you. <laughs> So now let's talk about the most sensitive one, sexual immorality. 
This is a this is a a disaster. This is this is a this is a very very tough thing. Because sexual morality, it might just be how you think each day. Like it, it might just be that you might just be stuck in thinking improper thoughts all day long, and maybe it hasn't gone further from that, or it may have gone further from that. I mean, we're practicing things that are literally destroying our spirit, soul, and body. Literally. Let me, let me show you a scripture to help you. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? What, what a new discipleship program that would be, right? Men's group, <laughs> go into the corner of wherever... Can you imagine? Actually, don't imagine. We're falling into sexual morality. Can you imagine? Like, how, how much harm does that do to you and I? Please hear me. Please hear me. I love you. Please hear me. When you are consistently dwelling on sexual immoral things, you are uniting yourself with the idol of sexual immorality. You're, you're uniting yourself. What does that mean? You're yoking yourself. You're harnessing yourself. You're connecting yourself at the hip to things that will destroy you. It'll destroy you, everybody. It's said that the two become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with Him in spirit. So flee from sexual immorality. Here's just a, a working thought here. Indulging in sexual practices outside of God's determined standard may be exciting, enjoyable, and enticing. Okay, so let me make that very clear. It is. It is exciting, enjoyable, and enticing. It is. Don't let anybody ever lie to you. The only good sex is married sex. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You can have great sex and not be married. You can But there's a whole lot of sin that's a whole lot of fun until it destroys you. Listen, it wounds your spirit, soul, and body, and it has the power to destroy your future. It's just reality, everybody. It's reality. If, if I'm seeking to be detoxed from the junk that's holding me back, Pornography is never going to help you be detoxed. Lusting after another woman's husband or another man's wife will never detox you. Your, your addictions and offensive living, debauchery, almost always lead to sexual immorality. <laughs> These, this is dangerous. This is very dangerous. And notice that I said, indulging in sexual practice outside of God's determined standard. God has us. Who made sex, everybody? God. So you, my married friends, should have as much sex as possible. Yeah. Yeah. 
isn't it, isn't it so weird that that can make us uncomfortable? But yet God invites us to experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So God invites us into those nine things. Do you know what helps with that, married people? Indulging in God's determined standard of sexual practices. It does. Don't look at me like I'm a pervert. It'll help you. It'll help you. You may be married to someone who's struggling with sexual immorality. How can you help? I, I could camp right here. And, and not because I love sex, but I, I do with my wife. I do. Why would I not admit that? If you are not enjoying sex with the person you're married to, did you know that it is perfectly safe and sound to pray these words? God, would you help me to love having sex with my spouse? Sex is a gift from God, everybody. I don't care. We're going to talk about everything at this church. Okay, so here's three common toxins. Listen. Listen to me now. Addiction destroys you. Debauchery destroys you. Sexual immorality destroys you. You know what else it does? Destroys others, destroys others, destroys others. Disconnects me from God, disconnects me from God, disconnects me from God. Does it, does it make God stop loving me? No. While we were sinning, He loved us. He died for us. No, it doesn't make Him stop loving you, but it, I disconnect myself from a deeper relationship with God through these things. And there's a way out. There's a way out. All right. We cannot overcome the hardened patterns of desires by force of will alone. You can white knuckle all you want. Well, I'm not going to take another drink. And then you keep alcohol in your refrigerator. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this addiction. I'm never going to do whatever it is that I'm doing ever again. And then you leave open doors for you to go right back to what's been holding you back. There is a way out. It's not easy. For some, they pray and all of a sudden they're like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Thanks, Lord. But too often what happens is God scoops one thing out and we don't put God in. And so something else becomes our proclivity. Something else becomes our challenge. Something else holds us back. Am I talking to anybody in here? Isn't this true, everybody? So he may scoop something out, but we got to scoop some more Jesus in. More and more. He goes on, rather, it's as we by faith place our bodily being in subordination. God, I surrender and submit to you except for that one thing I really like doing. <laughs> okay. Each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that's holy and honorable, 
Submission, surrender. Some of y'all, you need, to, you need to go back to spirit and soul. Go watch part one and part two again. There are things in there that you and I have not submitted and we have not surrendered. And they are controlling our lives. And because my spirit has toxicity in it, it's leading my body to addiction. Because my soul has that toxic sludge in there, I'm trying to figure out a way to make my reasoning and my attitude and my choices and emotions feel better. Therefore, I'll go do these things to make it feel... Are you, are you catching it? It's all interconnected. It's, it's interlocked, everybody. It's connected. You've got to start with spirit, move on to the soul and the body. Slowly but surely, you, with the help of Jesus, will conquer the body. Listen, submit, be holy, be, be surrendered and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who doesn't know God. So, detox my body. Detox my body. The first one is, run away! Anybody ever watch Jurassic Park? When the T-Rex gets free, what does everybody do? They run, hide, go somewhere. Just don't let it see you. Run. Okay, addiction, debauchery, and sexual immorality. Run from it. Sprint. Get out of the room. Get away. Create, create boundaries. Put up guardrails. Whatever it takes. Go to the meetings. <laughs> Go to the meetings if you've got to. And you should. Get involved with you, you know some you know some ways, you know some ways to, to run away from addiction, debauchery, and sexual immorality. Get into right relationships, have a God-defined identity, live a crucified life, get an eternal perspective. You know some other ways? Get in God's Word, choose to worship, pray. I'm telling you, one of the most freeing things that's going to help you run away from temptation is stop listening and watching junk that is holding you back. When you get in your car, turn on some worship music, and as you're driving down the road, who cares if people see you, but drive with your your eyes open don't do it with your eyes closed but drive like this praise the lord oh my soul and all that is within me do it when you come to church i'm telling you your hands your body wants to do things it shouldn't do what if we did things my spirit wants my body to do i start worshiping i start kneeling i start singing out to my god i will make room for you no more room for this junk that's holding me back I'm a little passionate about this subject. <laughs> all right? Check it out. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Addiction, debauchery, sexual immorality, you are sinning against yourself. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you've received from God? You're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Stepping into temptation is a choice to worship a momentary counterfeit gain. So we need to stop considering what temptation offers and start considering what we will lose if we step into it. Get that on your mind. My, uh, I used to work with a guy named Ryan Darrow. Brilliant. Brilliant. And he's a good-looking guy. 
It's okay that I say that. Don't be weird. He's a good-looking man. And uh, he's a professor at Johnson County Community College. And in a conversation one time, I said, uh, Ryan, how are you keeping yourself accountable to not fall into temptation? And he said, I think every day about everything I'll lose if I choose to step into temptation. That's good. Number two, guard your mind. When I say guard your mind, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean guard it. Like something rises up in your heart to say that, oh, I ought to go that direction. Kill it. Crucify it. Destroy it. Here's a good way to guard your mind. You're struggling with addiction, debauchery, or sexual immorality. Get into a right relationship, tell them about it, and then tell them they have permission to hold you accountable. I have a friend of mine in Colorado that we have been having very consistent conversations. And I've asked him, Do I, are you going to allow me to ask some hard questions and to hold you accountable? He said, yes, because if, I, if you don't do that, I will go right back to it. I'll, I'll go right back to the stuff that I'm running away from. And I said, okay, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to ask everything that needs to be asked. And then I'm going to ask his wife if he's telling the truth. You know why? Because I want to help him learn how to guard his mind. Some of us in this room online, you don't know how to guard your mind. Here's, here's the way you guard your mind. Don't drive by that place anymore. But it's right on my way to work. Drive an extra two miles and don't drive by that place. Some of y'all, you can't help but spend money. We have a connect group for finances that we can help you to learn just how broke you are. <laughs> hey, we can help you. We can help you. So, some of y'all literally, you, out of convenience, you are refusing to run away or guard your mind because of convenience. If sin is easy to get to, what are you going to do, everybody? You're going to go back to it. You ain't going to run from it. You're going to run. You're going to say, how nimble and quick can I be? Ow. Ooh. Got burned again. Okay. The eyes, the eye is the lamp. I got to wrap up. Uh, lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Whatever consumes your mind will control your life. Let the presence of God consume your mind. And he will bring freedom and self-control to your life. Number three, go all in. Go all in. Everything starts by going all in with God. If you try to find freedom before you go all in in a relationship with God, the freedom will never, ever last. It will never last. Why? Because your body is at war with your spirit. Therefore, if your spirit is not in relationship with God, the body will fail. It'll fail. No, we ain't going to let it fail. Look, don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely 
to God. When we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough. Start there. Start there. Last blank. Oh, man, these next two services, I'm going to have to hold back, man. I, I got too much. I'm giving you both barrels. I don't have time for both barrels. Detox the body. This week, I will. You, are, you, are you wrestling with an addiction? Then you need to write down on your notes. This week, I will. And then what are you going to do about that addiction? Are you wrestling with debauchery? What are you going to do about it? Are you wrestling with sexual immorality? What are you going to do about it? You Listen, at the jail and right here in person, you need to take your connection card. If this is a battle for you, if you know your, ba your body has been battling and you've been losing, we can and want to help you. We can and want to help you. God wants, he's longing to bring freedom into your life. We can help you. You do not have to be a slave to this junk anymore. You can find freedom. You don't have to keep on lying to yourself saying it's never going to work. You know who's saying that? Belial. It's the enemy of our soul. The Lord of darkness. He was whispering little things. Oh, you'll feel better if you'll just go do. If, 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 you'll, if you'll partake in that one more time, ooh, you'll feel better. If you'll live this way, ooh, you'll feel better. If you'll look at this thing, ooh, won't you just feel strong and powerful? Whew, you'll finally feel free. And then you partake, and it, and it goes away. The, the momentary high goes away. The momentary good feeling goes away. And you're left full of shame. Left hating yourself. Let me pray for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We don't want to hate ourselves. We can love ourselves because God loves us. Please bow your heads, close your eyes. Just honor the person next to you. This is, this is a very, today was a pretty sensitive topic because we're wrestling with things that literally are controlling us. And, and maybe even as I was talking that control mechanism rose up in your heart and you realize oh my goodness this thing is in charge like it's telling me not to listen I won't really be free if the addiction is broken I won't really be free if I stop living in debauchery I, I won't really be free if I'm, if I'm no longer dealing with sexual immorality I, I'll actually be in bondage no that's, that's a lie that's a lie it's a lie from the pit of hell your body at war with your mind so right now if you would no matter where you are at would you just take a moment and say Jesus what did you say to me in that message what were you pointing out to me what's the toxin that you are saying oh my son oh my daughter I want to help you get free from this no matter what it is Jesus is willing to bring healing to that area of your life no matter what it is. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you for how good you are. Holy Spirit, I just believe you are speaking to people in this room and in our jail campus. I believe with all my heart. I believe that you, you brought an awareness today saying, you know, maybe, 
you're just talking to me or, or all of us. You know, maybe you've been overlooking this. You've not thought it's an issue, but it's actually an issue. You've not thought of it as an idol, but it's an idol. You've not thought of it as if it's controlling your life, but it's controlling your life. And so, Jesus, I thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your promises that you made to us in the book of Exodus, that we could know you and love you, that we could find freedom and love others, that that we could literally discover our purpose and make a difference, therefore, therefore experience joy in our lives. Jesus, I thank you that those promises remain true. They are steadfast. So we pray that prayer from Psalm 139. Search our hearts, O God. Point out anything in us that is offensive and lead us in the way of everlasting. My heart may become anxious, but you are the good shepherd. And the Lord leads me down a path of righteousness for His name's sake to prove yourself over and over again. You lead us into good places by still waters. We may walk through a valley of shadow and death, but we fear no evil. Why? Because my God is with me. Whether I'm struggling with addiction, whether I'm struggling with debauchery, whether I'm struggling with sexual immorality, my God will lead me into a better, better place. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Hope Anthem Weekend Messages on Spotify. Make sure you click the follow button to receive notifications every time we upload a new episode. We can't wait to see you again next time.